In the holy name of Jesus, amen. Have you ever had a conversation with someone who just doesn't remember things correctly? I think husbands are accused of this. Or maybe it's just me. When recounting the first date, wedding day, or even what was for dinner last night, wives are here to help us husbands remember things rightly. But then there are those other times, maybe times more often than we care to admit, when the husband actually gets the story right. Well, when this happens, worlds are turned upside down. Just can't be. Wives, children, friends, parents, they just deny that even happens. Denial is powerful, though. It's not just a river in Egypt. (laughs) Accepting this moment is true when husbands do get the story right. If we were to accept that as true, that would mean everyone, including the husbands most of the time, would actually have to come to terms with what it means. That perhaps the world isn't as we know it. Unfortunately, the Pharisees suffer from denial. They deny Jesus as Lord, as who he says he is. Denial is so powerful today because it does work with avoidance, diminishing, and blame. First, the Pharisees avoid what has happened to the blind man, thinking that perhaps he actually wasn't born blind. So they ask his parents to come in to give witness. Then they try to diminish the whole thing by saying that Jesus isn't really from God because he doesn't obey the Sabbath. And then finally, they actually blame the blind man, saying, you were born in utter sin, and you would teach us? Being born in utter sin, we actually have a word in English that could be translated that way, but we'll keep the sermon to a PG rating. Now, contrasted to this is what happens to the blind man, his belief. Jesus shines his light into the man's world to reveal that there is actually more to life. Now, many of us, when we hear this story, might just jump right to the miracle. But if we were to slow down, we actually might see something more interesting about this man's belief. Because what happens is a stranger comes up to the blind man and puts mud on his face. Think about if that were to happen to you. I think they actually would call that battery, or at least assault. But that's not what happens. There is no cry for help from this blind man, because he knows he is blind, and he is ready. He's ready for something different, something more. He is ready for the light to shine in his darkness. So denial is not in the cards for this man today. It's just not happening. He simply believes, and his darkened eyes are illuminated by Jesus. Denial for the Pharisees, though, is a darkness that pushes out any self-awareness, any room for growth, and it pushes out freedom. 
Ironically, they can't see they are spiritually blind or they don't know that they're blind. The Pharisees are so convinced that, that they know how life works, but it's actually their certainty that's a sign of their darkness. So subsequently, they can't actually see what God is doing for them right before their eyes. Jesus' light, though, breaks through any denial left in the blind man by showing that darkness doesn't need to be a way of life. His blindness isn't because he or his parents sinned. Those dogmatic assertions are gone. Instead, his blindness is part of a greater purpose that illuminates the power of God to change him. Now, the light, though, isn't just a one-time thing. It's cast upon him, and then it's over. But that light actually creates space for freedom, to grow in the knowledge of God's gifts. And this space that the light creates is the community of faith. It's actually the church. Now, one of the tragedies of denial is the needless isolation it brings. See, with each response of avoidance and diminishing and blame, just pushes people farther away from us and leaves us unto ourselves. See, when we live life in fear, afraid of getting caught, whether it be in sin or just not knowing, on a certain level, that's what's happened to the Pharisees today. They just didn't know that this is how God works. See, when we live in that way, that keeps people at a distance, or it keeps people in boxes, we lose the chance to actually embrace those people as gifts from God. See, the Pharisees' world was shown to be a sham by Jesus' light through the testimony of the blind man. But rather than saying, thank you, Jesus, for telling us the truth, showing that there is more to learn about life and there's more to learn about God, rather than saying that, they actually try to destroy him. If we were to keep on reading through John chapter 9, this is their response. And then not only that, for the man who carries the message, the blind man, what do they do to him? They cast him out. Rather than a life of thankfulness, they seek and destroy now, the thing is, though, within the community of faith, those baptized into Christ, we're helped to come to terms with who we are and who we're becoming. See, when Jesus' light shines forth in our lives through the testimony of his word, through the administration of his sacraments, and through the lives of the church, the lives of the saints, we probably only need a little gentle nudge to open our eyes, to see the light. But then there are those other times, and we all have them in our lives, where someone needs to come along and say, you're blind. You see, living in the community of faith that's formed by our Lord's light with shepherd and sheep, with pastor's congregation, we're all helped to see that our lives are being transformed into something more. We are growing we are learning.
And the reason why that is is because the church is the space to overcome denial. They say there's three things that help people get over denial. The first thing is some life-changing event. And we've all heard of people who've maybe been in a bad car accident only to survive and see that survival as a new chance on life, a second chance for life. The thing is, though, each one of us who've been baptized have entered into death and came back. We died and we rose with our Lord Jesus. Now, the second thing is just simply seeing people live in denial. And scripture is full of examples, like the Pharisees today. But then there are those others in the church who, even though they've heard the truth and have heard the gospel, that God has come close to man and is leading them out of death into life or out of darkness into light, even though they've heard that, they still live in a way that is negative. They still live in a world of darkness. And the third way is simply just being fed up. Fed up with a life of denial. And I I hope that's why everyone's here this morning. We are fed up with the way life is. And we want to grow. We want to change. This is what happens in the church. The church is filled with people who are simply fed up with the status quo. And we're actually calling upon God this morning to change us and change the world. So whether it's the pool of Siloam or the pool of the baptismal font, Christ washes away the dirt from our eyes, from our darkened eyes, so that everything is illuminated. We see that we aren't the outsiders we thought we were, that there are actually people who we can share life with openly and honestly, and that no longer threatens us. We see that even though we're complicated and multifaceted and sometimes we get it wrong, that doesn't have to break the community when Jesus is actually drawing us together. And we see that through Christ's light, shining on us that there is so much more to life than we think there is. When everything is illuminated, we're no longer living in denial, but rather we're rejoicing, we're thankful in God's gifts of a new life, forgiveness, mercy, community, and most of all, love. In the holy name of Jesus, Amen.